Alright. <laughs> I broke my bladder in Denver, that's a song. Hey, it's Carol's sweater. Oh. <laughs> So here's here's the the split. So we have the splain explaining the splain. <laughs> explaining so the we splain. We want to talk about that next. Because but you, what you also talked about, you know, um, how an eleven year old cannot be held accountable um, yeah, decision as an adult also could transition really easy. The fact that both of our kids got baptized this weekend. Yeah, I think that's a good segue. All right. So, so I kind of feel like they're both really important, and I don't know. What, I'm I'm standing the fork in the road. No, go with the kids, kids getting baptized and your old deal. So oh. Get that out of the way. Yeah, I suppose. That stuff's more important than Splane. People can watch Splane. But we yeah, can make their, and definitely make their own uh, judgments. Yeah, pretty easily there. Yeah. Um, Splane. So do I go first or you go first, Tyler? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, mine will actually probably be a little bit quicker than yours because you right. actually got something to read on it. So. Yeah. Um, Take it away. <laughs> so I found out Before about yours. a week and a half. I, I found out probably a week, week and a half before uh, that my oldest daughter was getting baptized. Ooh, you got like a you got like a drink, Karen, over there. Yeah, nice. Ethan was building a can tower. With, Sorry, ADD with a, a stain mug on top. Balance. <laughs> I like that one. Uh, so. Yeah, I found out that my oldest is getting baptized. Um, no today. names. No names. No yeah, names. No, I'm not giving names. So I said my oldest. Today. Yes, thank you. Today. So uh, today. she's, I imagine, imagine she's by now. baptized by now. Yeah. Uh, sometime this afternoon, I'm guessing. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. I didn't hear anything from her. I was talking to my youngest, who was on vacation with some uh, friends in Wisconsin. And so I talked to her. And I was, hey, what's up? And, oh, not not a lot. And we've been going to the lake and biking and all this shit and having fun. And what's your sister up to? So, uh, well, she's getting baptized. Oh, okay. So, when is that? Well, we're all going back next Sunday. Okay. So, that was supposed to have been, you know, today. And I was like, well, I'd like to go. I mean, it's my kid. But yeah. I don't agree with the teachings. I don't support the religion but i support my kids so i made it clear that i wanted to come and uh i was told by my kids that i was not welcome that it was not um that it would make people uncomfortable which is uh unfortunately i'm sorry that's tough for them yeah I, if other people want to be uncomfortable like what am i going to do you know i was uh, my mother even texted me, you know, wondering if we we're going to make a scene or if, you know, going to, you know, can't be posting, you know, video of people, you know, on the internet and stuff like that for your podcast. And, you know, she doesn't want to, you know, you don't need to be here exposing your daughter to apostates and atheists. And I'm like, okay, well, so 
I, yeah, I was told that I was not welcome, and I guess I haven't spoken to either of them since. No, I take that back. I did talk to my youngest uh, Friday, Friday yeah. because we had to drop a couple things off uh, at her place. But aside from that, hadn't heard anything. And yeah, so kind of see how that goes. Um, I was told she, uh, my oldest said she talked with a couple, a couple people and they all decided that it would be uncomfortable if I was there. Cause she started out seeming favorable to letting yeah. you be there, yeah. that she was okay with it. And then by what the next day, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, then yeah, the she said she'd talked to your mom had also sent that message, yep. which prompted you, I think, to call your daughter. Yep, who said that she had never talked to her. Because your mom had said, yeah, and then your daughter said she never actually talked to your mom about it because your mom was saying you're not welcome. Yeah. And then you talked to your daughter, and she was like, it seemed that she was okay with you being there. Mm-hmm. But then you got the message later saying she had yeah. talked to others, and everyone felt it wasn't. Basically, it wasn't the right thing to do, that you shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I could read that text. Uh, da, 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 da. So, so I talked to a couple people, and I've decided that everyone else attending and I would be more comfortable if you didn't come to my baptism, since what me and others have seen has been the opposite of wanting to support me and sister. I just think it's best if you don't come. So that is what my daughter said. Um, and the night before the, the afternoon before my mother had said, oldest daughter doesn't want her baptism to become subject matter for you to entertain apostates and atheists. I'm sure you can understand that. So she doesn't want you there. It would ruin the event for her and respectfully, it's her choice. I think in case you are planning on it, youngest daughter said you wanted to be there for whatever reason please just allow us to be joyful over the occasion without worrying about you showing up and being a spectacle thanks for understanding so i said so now i'm not even allowed to support my kids got it (laughs) right and she said there are other ways we all know you don't support their religious efforts so there's really no support in your being there it's her choice so i guess that's the way she feels about it and i said whatever (laughs) <laughs> uh, so that doesn't condone much that. of a response, honestly. No, yeah, it doesn't. That's that not doesn't really respond. her. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but that's not any of her business. Exactly. Right. She's your mom, but the, you have no say. Right. So. Yep. So I was like, all right, whatever. So yeah, and I said, why, why don't you check with your oldest daughter? Oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. And she seemed okay with it, and then the next day she texted me, not okay. With it. Yeah, because she probably said something to somebody, and they're like, no, 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 you can't come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. So, so yeah. So that was today to entertain and, apostates and atheists. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's what that's what we do here. Is yeah, mm-hmm. we expose little kids getting baptized to, to laugh entertain. at and entertain people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. But yesterday, I guess that segues in yeah. me. So that was my so that was my kids getting baptized experience. What do you got? So. <laughs> Where do I start? Um, so, did you bring those books? Yes, I did. Are they down here? Yes, they're in the tree bag. Anyway, um, okay. So last weekend normally would have been the weekend their dad would have legally 
that custody-wise would have had them. But then Tyler had an opportunity for the boys to be in a parade. So um, I messaged their dad. Normally he does not uh, want to trade anything, anytime, any special things. doesn't matter what it is. I just try every once in a while. Right. I was figuring this was going to go nowhere. The, I was like, I'll try. See if the, the kids could have an interesting experience being in a parade. Um, and we had a great time. They yeah, loved it. He agreed to it. <laughs> I remember thinking. I, I miss her. Remember thinking, hmm, why is he agreeing to this? Yeah. Great, but why? <laughs> I'm gonna hear about revenge. I'm gonna figure out why. Some reason. Yeah. So uh, that reason came out at the parade. <sighs> so my oldest has had had knee surgery um, for the second time in a year, a few weeks back. Yeah. Can knee time, surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He has problems with uh, dislocating his knee. They oh. can't do the permanent thing until he is fully grown. Mm. Uh, and he's almost 14. It's going to be a while. Anyway, um, so he he is my second son and his best friend participating in the parade. My youngest and oldest stayed with me. And I'm just scooping up candy all about it, super excited, you know. Tootsies. My, yeah, my oldest son um, just kind of hung out in the shade and whatever in his chair. And But then my youngest one wanted me to come sit by him. He's like, I want a family member next to me. I said, all right. So I grabbed a chair. Then I kept feeling like vibrating in the chair. I'm like, what the heck? So like I opened up the pocket. I'm like, huh, it's my oldest son's phone. I'm like, what's going on? So I looked, I'm like, hmm. Message from his dad saying, I'll see you in 30 minutes if you can. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. So then I went into his messages and I was like, <laughs> I went in there and that's how I found out that my son was getting baptized yesterday. So, um, <laughs> and the reason his dad was saying, I'll see you in 30 minutes because they had set up a Zoom meeting to discuss baptism stuff, I guess, for one o'clock that day. That time it was like 1230 uh, and sent him the code, which I find Entertaining the passcodes in 1914. <laughs> uh, what do you know? Like, yeah. They use that in so many things. And like Kingdom Hall codes. And Sorry, I'm on the couch. Ours was always either 1914 or Matt 2414. Yeah, for the Wi-Fi yeah. at the hall. Yeah, it was, was like always to like hinge on those two scriptures. Yeah. Like those dates or anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was like trying to process this. Sitting there and it's a loud parade. And like it's super hot. As well, and my, but my son, my oldest son, is off away from me. He was not next to me. I was with my youngest, and I was like, "How am I going to handle this?" I could discuss with Tyler. He's in the parade. Yeah. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. So I decided to take. Uh, I went. I went and took screenshots of it with my phone. I was like, "Till I can sort this out." A part of me was like, "I'm going to call. I should call him that Zoom call. And be like, hey, <laughs> the right. mother." Not my son. <laughs> what you doing? Hey, guys. What's going on? How are you guys doing? I want her so bad. Uh, I get it. Um, so, but I was going like through the messages in here. It's talking about, there's like one elder that say he's going to keep in his prayers. And he had to do the exact same thing as my son did. Because his dad was very opposed to the truth. And the, they'll be watching you. Like on Zoom, I imagine. Like his actual baptism. Um, and then another elder was mentioned and said that he was going to be in the same boat as well. And his mom was opposed and everyone is very proud of you, son. So his dad said, hmm. 
Um, my son said, thanks, darling, thank you. Um, and then it was this message, see you in 30 minutes if you can. <laughs> so then um, right around one o'clock, my oldest saunters over and he's like, I need my phone. He has no idea that I know. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> he's like, why? And uh, I said, well, it looks like you're getting baptized, huh? Yeah. He's like, well, yeah. He's like, just, you know, he like grabbed his phone and walked up. I'm getting baptized and walked mm. off. And I'm like, well, mm. you're not walking away mm. from me. <laughs> so, like, so I went over to him. I tried to stay very calm, even though I was like, ah! and inside. <laughs> and I'm like, so I can't really how exactly the discussion went, but I was trying really hard to ask questions and get his perspective instead of just like reacting yeah rather than <laughs> so, telling them all yeah i said so you like you're agreeing to this this is what you want he's like yes i said okay why is this what you want uh and he's like well i think it's the truth and i think it's the true god and i think it's the right thing to do i said okay i said do you understand what will happen if you change your mind later and he's like, yes. He's like, and and I'll repent and come back because it's the right thing to do. I, I like, said that at 14, too. Yeah, I probably would have, too. I'm like, hmm. Um, and I said, I should, I said, I'm sorry, but I should not be hearing about this through a text message by accident. Right. And he's like, well, dad and the elders wanted me to wait until after it was done because they think you're going to persuade me to not do it. He's like, and I fought them. I said, no, that you should know ahead of time. And I, and I said, okay. I said, do you want me to be there? And he's like, yeah, I want you there. And I told them that. He's like, that I'd really like that if you were there. And I was like, hmm, can mm -hmm. I deal with this? It's like super triggering, you know. Like, yeah. But I wanted to support him because that's something I've always tried to do with my kids dealing with this. Is to try to support them within my own conscience and boundaries, but let them be who they want to be. Because if you push your ideas on them about religion, it makes them just go to it more. I felt like it makes them want to believe it more. It makes them kind of put up a wall. Yeah. So I've tried very hard to respect their wishes, but also keep be the parent and do what I think is best. Like walk this really fine line. Like it's a balancing act all the time. And within my divorce decree when I was leaving, I was still kind of mentally in a little bit, but physically out. So I did make um, concessions where I regret doing that now. And at the time of divorce, um, my ex-husband tried to get me to write a letter and sign it saying that I um, will not interfere with them being raised as Jehovah's Witnesses. I, I was just trying to get out trying to get out from this marriage and uh, and get this done. And I couldn't afford an attorney and this stuff that time. And a free one was going to take a really long time. It was a long wait list. So yeah. I did my own divorce. Um, so what I did is I I wrote in there something to the effect of, um, they can be raised in Jehovah's Witnesses as long as it does not affect them negatively or cause them anxiety. Or basically, the choice they still get a choice in this. So I'm glad that's kind of like written there. But then something's like, it's been this long battle all these years six years of what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so back to the baptism conversation, my oldest was insistent that 
only the people doing the baptizing and the people getting baptized would be allowed. Everyone else is through Zoom. And so, um, so his dad, I assume, baptized him because his dad was going to be there and part of it. So uh, I said, well, you're trying to tell me not even your stepmom is allowed. So I said, I'm your mother. Mm-hmm. You would not be in this world. Right. <laughs> <unless> <laughs> <for me. laughs> so like, I grew you, birthed you. <laughs> and he's like, well, no one else. No one, like no one. He's like, it's only dad. And whoever baptized, you know, it's not, not even immediate family. Fishy, but okay. Yeah. So um, then I am writing. I kind of let things simmer down. I feel like I'm missing a piece, but like, um, how did that go? I can't. Well, you made it very clear that like oh, you're not going to allow it to. Yeah, I, I made it very, very, very clear to him several times in that conversation that I will not let this divide us. I am still his mother. Uh, that even if I am disfellowshipped and now he will be baptized, that better not affect our, our uh, mother-son relationship. I will not stand for that. Mm-hmm. No way. I said, I'll do my best to support you in your decisions, but that's crossing the line if that well, Yeah, well, and hopefully that. he doesn't think, like, well, I'm the man in the house. And I get to, like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> no, we're going to pray at dinner. Um, uh, no. <laughs> I can see him trying to do that. He might as I don't. I could see him trying but to. But he also knows I would never stand for that. Right. No Hopefully. way. No way. I could see him trying to yeah, he squeeze might. in a prayer before But see, end. he reminds me a lot of myself. When I yeah. was his age, I was all for it. And um, right. my own parents were kind of fringe witnesses. Uh, kind of their own version of being a witness. And I was more uh, by the book. And so, like, I used to even drive my siblings in meetings because my parents didn't go super frequently or like out in service um so i i i get it where he's coming from but it doesn't mean i'm gonna just lay down and take it either right so uh so i end up writing his dad an email because because uh my oldest um he said he did not appreciate how his dad was handling it at all he felt that i should know ahead of time um and i was like well you need to talk to dad about that because i was just like that's not like I should not be finding out this way. Um, and then so I wrote his dad an email being like, this is so underhanded and deceitful. Like this is unacceptable, basically, is how to sum that up. And then he came back at me with um something. Uh if it was the email I was gonna read <laughs> oh whatever. Okay, yeah, I did it. <laughs> Um, it's hard (laughs) normally I'm really good at it Uh, I don't say names Um, he how did he oh so his dad never responded to the original email of mine and then I just happened to be going upstairs to do laundry and all of a sudden my son was on his phone and shut the door and locked it to his room and I knew it was his dad I was like wait a minute like no you open that door you're not going to sneak around yeah uh and so then he did, but I can, I could hear the conversation parts of it anyway. And I could hear that he was defending me. He wanted his mom there. He was really pushing for it. And his dad was not happy that I went through his phone. Well, <laughs> I was like, well, he's <laughs> when, he got, 14, when he got the phone, I said, I want to make some, I was trying to be very calm. Cause I was still like, <laughs> uh. very calm. Like just so we're clear. Once again, I'm going to tell you this better not divide us. Second of all, um, 
I have the right to look through your phone at any time as your parent. <laughs> and if that's going to be a problem, that phone's going to stay your dad's. Like, yeah. You guys have a home line that you can talk to your dad at any time. Yeah. Anytime. You don't have to have the cell phone. And right. if you keep sneaking around, especially if your dad has an team. issue with me looking through your phone. No, sorry. That's not going to keep it. Done. Yep. Your phone doesn't get to come here. Then I said, just so we're clear with that. If this keeps happening, that's what's going to happen. He's yeah. like, I understand, you know, and it's not like you go through his phone regularly or something. Like no, that. but I'm like, I will do random spots. I'll be like, hand it over now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah There's other stuff going on too, which I'll get in some other time. Yeah. Um, a lot of other underhanded things going on. So, uh, and it sounded like they had come up with this, this plan where they were going to send me a separate zoom link. If it all, if they absolutely had to, like if I couldn't get the original link that everyone else was going to get, then they were going to like do a separate one for me. I don't know who was going to be recording it, but like somebody through like their dad's phone or something. So I could attend. I guess. I don't know. Um, but then I got an email from their dad saying, um, where is it here? He said, hi, I want to remind you that you went to court two years ago attacking our religion, claiming that it was a cult and detrimental to children, causing them stress and anxiety. Even though you agreed they would be raised as Jehovah's Witnesses, you made your position clear as far as religion. Uh, side note on that. Yes. Took him to court. One, my son wanted out at that time. And I was trying to protect him and get him out. Second, this email completely ignores all the other stuff I've run to court for. And one of them being that their stepmom was pretending to be a doctor. <laughs> among so many other things. Which, and to be fair, that divorce part said, yes, they can be raised as witnesses as long as it doesn't cause any mental health or anxiety issues. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's and he and he has tried to tell me in messages before, like I am not to be teaching them any kind, like um, the religion teaching stuff falls on him only. Yeah. I am not to ever talk about wow. religion with my children. Ooh, I'm big like, man. yeah, okay, yeah, shut the hell up. Uh, yeah, yep. uh, get bent. <laughs> so then the email goes on to say, uh, one becomes a Jehovah's Witness after studying the Bible, not at birth like most other religions. And sorry, damn it. <laughs> made the decision to get baptized on his own as a very mature soon to be 14 year old he is capable of making certain decisions on his own and this is one he pleasantly surprised me with which i fully support i would be fine sending you an invitation however this event will be joyous and special to many people in attendance and we avoid any potential disturbance to the program what are your attentions yeah attention and attending <laughs> i was like <laughs> Will Tyler be attending? Yeah. So I wrote back, um, <laughs> I think you're missing the point. Bottom line, it is uh, this son's baptism, and he is adamant that he wants his mother there. This son invited me, so I do not need your personal invitation. Whether Tyler joins me or not is also none of your concern. This is about the son, correct? If uh, he made the choice to get baptized, he has the right to choose who attends. If you keep me or any others, he invited away from his baptism, he'll be noticing that you will show your character to him. He is already not happy about how this is being handled. Please provide the location and time. Um, so I heard nothing. Then, then I think it was the phone call. I think I'm out of sequence here a little bit. Um, and then I, I texted my son. Thursday, because they went back to their dad Thursday when this weekend should have been my time with them. 
now they're like, oh, we can get baptized. Let's switch. Let's trade. Yeah, well, let's do that parade. Yeah. Um, he wrote back, hi, due to the global pandemic, baptisms are being conducted with a very limited number of people and being streamed over Zoom. The body of elders asked me to inform you that your invitation has been revoked due to fact that you publicly shared, you wrote that, I due to fact that you publicly <laughs> shared your opposition against the Jehovah's Witnesses in court as well as publicly on social media and have a known association with apostates. Your presence, <laughs> live with one, your presence <laughs> at this event will make others uncomfortable, <laughs> will make them uncomfortable and distract from the occasion. Your uh, The son is not the only one getting baptized at this event, and they cannot take the risk of having a video of this event with the other candidates on it being shared online. The son has been made aware that you will not be able to attend. Thanks. I wasn't going to record it. Well, again, they just make it The very least, the very least, and even this would be just, hmm. <laughs> they could have even just put it through Zoom just for him. Shut it off. For and after. Well, here's yeah. the thing. And on mm -hmm. Zoom, because my son cannot create a disturbance. You like, can't. Like, how, what am I going to do? <laughs> and why? Like, we're not and then, malicious. And this is such, and also, <laughs> you know, if this was such like, a public thing, and they're not keeping anything secret, yeah. well, why what matter? It? I mean, why hide it? I had no intentions of recording this and using it on here. No, mm -hmm. no I had no intentions of that. So then I wrote to um, my son. Normally, I don't involve him in this stuff, but he had been very adamant that he wanted me there, and now his dad is emailing me saying, you know, him and the elders, that they're revoking it. So I sent him, like, a screenshot of his dad's message so that he knew that it was not me just, like, blowing this off. Um, and I, I said, we, uh, here's a screenshot regarding your baptism or the email received. We expected this to be the case. I tried to attend, but it appears they are not going to honor my rights as your mother or your request that I attend. Sorry, love you. And he wrote back. Um, uh, Hi, mom. As the email is stated, I have been aware since earlier today that you would not be able to attend the Zoom meeting for my baptism because of the circumstances and concerns of the elders. Thank you for your concern. I think. Is Thank you for reaching out. Thank and you for reaching me know out. or something like that. Uh, thank you for reaching out to, and letting me know. So, um, so we did not see the baptism, obviously, of either one of our kids. Um, and then that also kind of segues into this whole slain video. Well, <laughs> like I like, said that, well, and I had one thing that I wanted to show. Like, and I, the... and, and he, he originally wanted to read this book. A couple years ago, yeah, and I think he got maybe overwhelmed with information. Crisis of conscience. I've always had this like laying out too. Crisis of conscience. Um, if you are an XJW and you've not read it, but I did want to I point out too, like what we were because we were talking about this while we were moving. I'm like, I think this benefits you more than it yeah. hurts you In because he's going to get older and he's going to remember all this stuff. How hard they tried to keep you from seeing his baptism like and how I they asked him those questions and i mean mm -hmm. he's gonna realize it and be like oh wait a second yeah i'm not gonna let him push me around anymore if my mom wants to be at something she's gonna be there i mean i would hope that that would be the case obviously things can go either way go opposite yeah i do think that this benefits you more than hurts and i you. and i did bring up um how is the 47 1947 
The 47 awake that talks about excommunication. And how it's pagan and it's wrong and all stuff. And mm -hmm, so I, mm -hmm. I asked my son, I said, so if that was in the publication before and it was so bad, I said, why is it okay now to excommunicate disfellowship people such as your mother and keep you, keep you and me apart? Yeah. And he just sat there and he's just like, uh, I don't know. Because it's new light. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I asked him some questions. Uh, I try to, like I said, I try to ask questions just to make him think. And I said, I, you know, are you really sure is what you want? Like, I want to hear your perspective. Yeah. And a lot of times he'd have to sit there and think and say, I don't know. I said, so do you understand though? Like these people are trying to keep you from your mom, from your mom attending something that you want to them. You want me there. You're fighting for it. Yeah. And they're telling you no. So yeah. how do you feel about that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well that's again, that's kind of getting <coughs> trying getting them to think and getting their perspective. Mm -hmm. And so one of the I, I wanted to share a bit from again from Crisis of Conscience. If if you're not if you're a former witness uh, it was written by Ray Franz uh, in 1982, early 80s, 82, I think. Um, it is kind of heavy. It is very heavy. He's a He was a former member of the governing body from 1970 or 71, I want to say, up until 79 or 8, May 1980. I want to interject one out. second. Yeah. So my connection to this book. Um, I got in nursing school after I left, took my cheese test, got in. I was supposed to start right away. It got delayed. I had not quite read this book yet, but I wanted to. But I hadn't had the time. And so I viewed this as my college until I could actually start school because it took about three months before I could start when I was originally supposed to start. And it felt like a college course. Yeah. <laughs> like it, was, it was deep, but it was very informative, uh, very, very informative and kind of help me get through that particular uh spot in my life yeah so so yeah so there's a there's a quote in here from the 1974 watchtower and again that would have been during like his tenure that's when he would have been a member of the governing body so he was part of a lot of the writing at that time uh the i'm actually kind of surprised it's the aid to bible understanding every kingdom hall you've ever been in probably has one on the back has one in the library um he wrote that. He wrote that book. He was tasked with uh, putting together the aid to Bible understanding. So um, I wanted to share just so that it's not like, oh, well, you're just, you know, you're just sharing stuff from some apostate book. This is directly from, I'm sharing it off of the JW website, Watchtower Online Library right here. And there's a quote. I'll read a little bit from the uh, from the watchtower here, but then there's a paragraph. Uh, it says, what results when a lie is let go unchallenged? Does not silence help the lie to pass as truth and have freer sway to influence many, perhaps to their serious harm? And I guess I should say this is from uh, January 15th, 1974, Watchtower article, Can You Be True to God Yet Hide the Facts? Uh, it continues, it says, what happens when misconduct and immorality are allowed to go unexposed and uncondemned? Is this not like covering over an infection without any effort to cure it and keep it from spreading? And then it has this paragraph here. It starts, uh, when persons are in great danger, 
and I actually want to share that direct, like from uh, from the book, though. And I'll finish so reading that. I don't think there's a page number for that one, is there? Uh, I don't know uh, if there is or not. I don't see but, a page number. So again, now we're back to like the top, uh, uh, the top of the screen share that's showing right now. This is from page. It's in the forward, so it's. I don't think it even. So has. it's in the forward of crisis yeah. conscience. Okay. So, uh, when persons are in great danger from a source that they do not suspect or are being misled by those they consider their friends, is it an unkindness to warn them? They may prefer not to believe the warning. They may even resent it. But does that free one from the moral responsibility to give that warning? So according to the 74 Watchtower, if you see something that's wrong, you have a moral obligation to point it out. And that's kind of what I've felt, that if I see something wrong, I never even necessarily felt an obligation to point out what's wrong. Like, I kind of wanted to stand up for myself. And it's kind of evolved into, well, no, if this is what my children are going to be indoctrinated into, and there's all of these ugly sides to it, then yeah, I will point out what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I will stand up for, and so those were the words from the 74 Watchtower. Now his uh, words in this introduction, again, from Ray Franz, he says, life is uncertain. And when a man dies, what he knows dies along with him, unless he passes it, passes it on while still in life. What this book contains is written out of a sense of obligation to people whom I sincerely love. In all good conscience, I can say that its aim is to help and not to hurt. If some of what is presented is painful to read, it was also painful to write. It is hoped that the reader will recognize uh, that the search for truth need never be destructive of faith, that every effort to know and uphold truth will instead strengthen the basis for true faith, what those reading this information will do with it is, of course, their own decision. At least it will have been said, and a moral obligate, moral responsibility will have been met. So again, this was Ray Fran's attempt at, uh, you know, meeting his moral responsibility mm-hmm. of letting an entire, well, and you can generations <laughs> and overlapping <laughs> generations of upcoming witnesses and ex-witnesses what really goes on behind the mm-hmm. scenes. So this is one of the things I would like my children to understand and see that like this is not a i do like how he, he worded it like that though like it was yeah. if it, if it's painful to read it was probably painful to write because Absolutely. i, I mean sense that in the book well mm-hmm. and i mean it goes for us sure. and everybody else that's spoken out and anybody that's chosen to stay gone from the religion it's like it's not like it's been fun it hasn't been pleasurable we haven't gotten much mm-hmm. out of it besides loss of family and friends that's about it but the one thing we have gotten is, I think, dignity. We've right. gotten our dignity back. Authentic, and you have, you have to, yes, you have to say something. You can't just let people step Walk all over, all over yeah, you. For sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have a duty to stand up for yourself and for everyone around you that's in the same boat. You said duty. Nah. I would take it off the screen. Right. Just like, what, so these are the, this is the table of contents. And so there are some highlights on here. 1975. I highly recommend people check that out as well as 1914 in this generation, the chapter six on double standards where they refer to Mexico and Malawi. Oh yeah. That's, and yeah. that was on my notes. That is, oh. and I was going to bring it up. I was, gonna bring it up. <laughs> yeah. I was actually, you, it's, you do the punch there, but again, talk about things that are painful to read. Have we talked about Imagine that being painful to write before I'm pretty going sure. back afterwards and realizing, Oh, I was actually part of the people that condoned this. Yep. I actually, so yeah, I got to imagine that was pretty tough for Ray to write. Yeah, he made some big decisions so, that he had to live with. 
Uh, I remember sharing a post on Facebook after I got done with that book and, and acknowledging that I'm so glad he did it, but it would have, it would have taken major guts. Oh, to yeah. do it it would have been so hard, but I'm glad he did it. Yeah. Um, and also, I remember seeing that post. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> you remember seeing it? Went, like, I saw it afterwards. Yeah, I, you're, what we were stalking my page oh, after creeping. I unblocked you. <laughs> no, after we started. You were blocked for years. <laughs> after we started dating. I know, that's what I mean. So that means you would have like stalked it back. <laughs> after, it after, we, after we uh, reconnected and I unblocked you. Because well, you for years you're a witness. Like all the witness cells was like, boop, 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 block. Right. I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want right. to see. I don't want you to see what I'm doing in my life. You have no, like, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, you were one of those that were blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, not anymore. Where did you block me? No, I was already gone. No, you sure. were out. Yeah. I probably like, would have blocked you or stopped you, you at friends, some point. Though, uh, on Facebook. No, not till uh-uh. not till uh, recently. Like, yeah, till more recently. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Year, I've been I've been friends with your sister on Facebook for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. anyway, uh, what I meant to also say in regards to this book and I can't, it was some comment you may, I don't know, there's there, I also have a book that the title is out with consequences by, it's, by Debbie McDaniel. Yeah. So that's another one I read, mm-hmm. um, when I Debbie. was leaving and trying to put my life back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's very fitting. Debbie's, Debbie's very cool. She's. Uh, I've interacted a little bit with her actually on Facebook. She was uh, the two-part documentary series by Oxygen, uh, The Witnesses, oh, yeah. back in February last year. Uh, the first episode was Debbie's story. Oh, um, and I don't remember this or not. I don't. I can't keep it all yeah, straight. It, it was horrific. It was. It was. It was very triggering for me to watch it because a lot of the things that. Sh- uh, it, yeah, I guess, but I think I related a lot abuse, to her story too. Yeah, if I remember. some of the things of abuse, and I, I hate to say even like some of the methods, <laughs> but some of the things that I heard in that sounded eerily familiar to some of the instances that I know of. Like you said, you know of like four or five people right off the top of your head in your time as a witness that have been sexually abused. I know of of several off the top of my head as well, and some of what she wrote was deja vu like oh that's exactly what happened with yeah mm-hmm. and like it's a t- it's it should it doesn't seem like it should be something that's common so it was like holy shit i was like <laughs> like i had to take a break like i wa- i finished it the next night yeah. so yeah Debbie's i do remember great. her story because well, yeah, I, I, I grabbed yeah. some of my books off the shelf which i leave on my shelf yeah hoping uh, like maybe someday yeah. My kids will get curious. Yeah. So I never push one. them. I never push them on anything. And this is and I just I, I live my life. Yep. I try to respect their wishes and they have to respect mine because I'm mom. <laughs> but uh uh I wanted to read that one that I'm perfect, you're doomed. I, yeah, and I don't remember very well. I don't remember these books very well because I but, but I, I we need to touch I feel like we've talked about this a little bit. I over mentioned the time. It on, yeah, but here's I the actual book. Like. Yeah, here's like the actual book. Now I have not really looked through it since. And it's been very strange for me kind of going down this path of doing this podcast is now I'm going back and looking at things from like six years ago, <laughs> five years ago, or even even before that. And like revisiting, so it's like I guess I'm opening the wound back up. Uh-huh. I don't know. But uh, this was yeah. uh, Exiting the JW Cult, a healing handbook was probably, 
probably the book I got after Crisis of Conscience, or maybe around the same time, because there was a really good Facebook group that was huge when I was leaving mm-hmm. that's no longer exists because the admins just got burned out, is my understanding. Uh, I could be wrong. XJW Facebook. But that's group like what three. got that's me. What it was called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It got me through that really rough phase of when you're first leaving. That's like what Reddit and, was for me. Yeah, yeah. And Reddit I'm not into. Yeah. So like it, I wasn't we, until we, were, I left. we were on the forums <laughs> and that we needed, I yep. guess, at that time. Um but you know, I'm like I gotta get my hands on Crisis of Conscience because you're already hearing you're always hearing about it on right. those XJW sites. Um or I don't know, not sites, but whatever. Um, but by Bonnie the Zeman, I think is how you pronounce her name. Excellent. Uh, so, I mean, some of it I was like, eh, doesn't really apply to me. Other parts were good. Uh, I think it's just good to have. If you are leaving right now or thinking about it, or maybe now for a long time you're trying to heal. Yeah. Th- this is someone who went through it, so they understand your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because she, she dealt with the oh, trauma of leaving, and Whoops. afterwards, um, I'm showing the book. Right? She she kind of did the same thing that I did, or I guess I did the same thing she did. Uh, after I left, I decided to become a therapist, and that's that's her background. When she left, she became a therapist, and so this is why I mentioned it on the Goat Light uh, Goat Lights uh, live stream last week. That it's a great book for mm-hmm. therapists. If you don't want to educate your therapist and spend 150 bucks an hour to do so, give them this after your first session. It's like, hey, not a big book. Either. It's not a big book. So, like, no, here, check this out between ages. now and when I see you here. And it's thin. <laughs> yeah. It it um. It would take a therapist a week or two to read. Maybe you can even skim through it. I mean, the actual content of it is around what, 100 and yeah, probably 150, 100, 100, 100, around around something 160. Um, but for me this was my exiting college course. These two things were crisis of conscience. <laughs> Your master class in yes, reading. <laughs> trying to kind of get through that part since I was still a little bit mentally in, yeah. but physically out. So I kind of did reverse <laughs> a little bit somewhat other people do. Yeah, what uh, told me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I've always said has to be like a special kind of hell. So like I, that's right. got to be fucked. Oh my god! To be on the outside and think I want to be back in—that's so. I'm glad you read those and figured it out. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good work. Good for you. Good job. And now we're here. And now now we're here. here. Three of us. And yeah, it is. I'm trying to create a community, safe place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I Uh, would. uh, I would highly recommend any of those books, and even the. um, They're all good. Out with consequences. Speaking of like a short read, I mean, yeah. And I had um, there's one book I I realized now I never really read, but I I have I have ownership of it. Like I was going through a phase, you know, like of this, like trying to get books that were more popular within the ex witnesses. Um, The other one was uh, Thirty Years of Watchtower Slave. Thirty Years of Watchtower. I don't remember who was by. Sorry, but uh, it's like a German name. Yeah, I I never actually read that one, but it's on my shelf. Yeah. The rest of these, these I have actually read that I these four that I um, brought with, and uh, well, and I would yeah. I, so and again, I somewhat disagree with some of what he says about talking about you know oh it'll build your faith if you actually like I don't agree with the idea of faith and and belief in that 
fashion. And so he has another book afterwards, uh, after Crisis of Conscience, called um, In Search of Christian Freedom. You're talking about uh, Ray uh, France. Yeah. Yes. I was like, what are we talking about? Yeah, after oh. Crisis of Conscience, he wrote another book called In Search of Christian Freedom. And, that and one I've not read. I have not. And I don't know that I would. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the, sure. way, the way I understand it, this is more of, this is why the witnesses have it all wrong. There's, and the other book is why, essentially, why Christianity has it all right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh. <laughs> I just that that. Yeah. But it could be a good read. The one that I do want to, you know, the 30 Years of Watchtower Slave, I'd like to read that. Well, and also, <laughs> yeah, and at some point, and I think it's even the abridged version, but I don't know. I want to read um, uh, The Gentile Times Reconsidered by uh, Carl Olaf Johnson. Johnson. Johansson. <laughs> um, yeah, and that is essentially, he wrote that during the, about the same time, during the, the early 80s, and all of his research into why 607 BCE is wrong, and why 587 BCE is very much the accepted date for when Jerusalem was destroyed, which completely debunks the witness theology. Oh, it doesn't. And so, oh, yeah, it doesn't. I forgot. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So... But yeah, that was, I don't know, it's definitely interesting. There's a, a plethora of material okay. and things to, and so we should maybe look at, well, I don't know if, if really we talk about to. a plethora of material, we we could briefly talk about mm-hmm. how there is not as much JW material happening uh, being printed. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a shock. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. That blew me away. shocker. Yeah, I... Did we save a screenshot of that or something? I'm actually going to look for that right now. Where they're reducing the amount of publications, new publications a year. So my friend, uh, and he wouldn't mind at all, Jason uh, Jason Wynn, he would be honored to be, he's actually talked about coming on the show. Uh, He posted a, it was a link to um, a letter from the body of elders. And it was referring to the printing of publications. And so they've been cutting down on publications for ever. They were starting to around the time I think you and I left. They were going down to uh, I was like one a what one a week a month or something. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or, or it was one. Maybe the time I left, it was one a week, one watchtower per month. Yeah, yeah. starting to transition that yeah. I think. And so I know it was great. I do remember thinking. We're going to do a return visit. How are we going to get our time? <laughs> right. I think they still had the uh, study version of the Watchtower and then the the handout version yeah. of the Watchtower, too, mm-hmm. which was considerably smaller than the study version. Yeah. But they kept making the study version smaller. And then the simplified also. version of the study, this was, like, super, like... Because wouldn't we do sometimes... Childlike if, language, we'll just if say. If there was, yes. like, something they yeah. wanted to do after the meeting, they would do, like, a... Um, we would go over an article from a simplified version. It was easier. I feel like we did that a few times to save time. I remember dad, cause dad was always the conductor Yeah, being excited. He's like, and oh, he was like the, the best the watchtower study conductor like ever. He was. He yeah. Was he was fun. Cause he would rip on people from the stage. We used to, I, yeah, we used to have, uh, I gotta one, admit that your dad this was one sister in the hall that I grew up in. She would all, him and her had like something, not, they had something going on, like a, thing that they would do a banter that they would do and she would like comment it would be kind of snarky or something and he would kick her out (laughs) get out get out (laughs) it was fun he was good people like messaging me trying to like i have like some furniture posted for sales stuff keeps popping up and up but this was the announcements for 
uh, July. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so 2022 public magazines and new literature feature. We are pleased to inform you that the governing body decided that one new issue of the public edition of the Watchtower and one new issue of Awake will be produced for 2022. Additionally, it's been decided to reprint two issues of the Watchtower and two issues of Awake from previous years. Listed below are the subjects of the public magazines for 2022. Uh, so for January and February, a reprint of Watchtower number three from 2018, Does God Care About You? What struck me personally, mm-hmm. what I noticed is the sequence yeah. of the the subject matter, mm-hmm. how it like built yeah. throughout the year. And maybe maybe others will notice this too. Yeah, I, don't I know. can see that a little bit. Yeah. That's what I personally picked up on. And then March and April reprint of Awake number three from 2018, Help for Those Who Grieve. May and June, new issue of Watchtower number one, 2022. General topic, why is there so much hate? July and August, new issue of Awake number one, 2022. General topic, is this world falling apart? September and October, reprint of Watchtower number two, 2019. Is life worth living? And November and December, reprint of Awake number one, 2019. Will we ever feel safe and secure? So it's one, one magazine for two months. And a lot of them are reprints. Whether they're doing yep. two or three new two ones, new per three year new year. per year. And this is after they've cut from 32 pages down to 16 yes. every magazine. So they've cut them in half. There used to be two a month. So, like, I get, <laughs> like, they're probably trying to save money. Oh, yeah. You know, but why Why reprints? Why are they not it also saves coming money. up? It saves money, and it's it's just pounding the indoctrination mm-hmm. back in. I guess. They like, don't why write to, new stuff if they don't have to? They don't have to come up with new shit over. just keep keep hammering the old so that, so yeah that was shocking yeah, so there was yeah. do you think they're going to start just fading out the publications altogether and just go full well internet? okay well actually I, so it would surprise evangelism. Me i didn't read the next uh <laughs> the next announcement on there but yeah the number two the tools on jw.org related to periodicals and other literature are in the process of being updated and will gradually appear in the new literature feature uh, so they are like they're just they're revamping everything. Yeah. They're becoming a... Uh, um, they're going online. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So so there is that. Yeah, they're just going to be reprinting. They went from, again, one new... Two... Somebody asking about furniture. Yeah. Two new publications <laughs> a year. Two new magazines. The equivalent of one magazine that they used to print. Twice a month. Twice a month. Well, <laughs> and this is four a month, because there used to be two oh, watchtowers. Yeah, two yeah, 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 yeah. There used to be four 32-page magazines a month, <laughs> and now there's one 32-page. Did you ever pretend to be Bethelites at home as an act of play? No, like, God, no. We did that. No. We would pretend we were in the shipping department and, like, shipping out books and magazines, or we oh. pretend to give talks. It was oh, talks. the talks I when that. I was really we, young. We had we, a little podium. Yeah, there. I think every kid did that, but we also pretended like we pretend we were. What video was that? Some of the organization. Uh, oh, blue cover. Ah, what's it called? Organized to accomplish our ministry. Because it shows how like everything's made. Like it shows you're on Bethel and like how oh, it's from like beginning yeah, to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we pretend like we were the organization behind the name Jehovah's Witnesses. Organization behind the name. Yeah, it just came out when we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, uh, very simple. That's the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kind of like I don't know the memory came to my head yeah. we used to do that all the time no my mom told me 
when I got to teen years, she's like, I mean, I knew you were never going to go to Bethel. I knew that was not you. That's I knew not all this thing. stuff. No. So we never, I mean, very rarely did we even have family studies. Yeah, we didn't really either. It's one of the reasons I got baptized later. Yeah. Because it took so long for yeah. parents to study with me so Some, I could get baptized. Yeah. Dad would, there would be like little bursts where we'd do them. Every week for like two it months. Makes me feel a little better though that your parents, we, everyone kind of thought of as like, oh, like this my, per- my yeah, parents. Oh, yes, a lot of people thought that. Your parents like were like gold standard. Really? That they were also like all <laughs> over the place with family study. It makes me feel a little better. Oh, no, yeah, no, we, we never did family study. <laughs> I don't know how your daddy yeah, because you've been so really busy. Either. We um, would study back when we had the book studies on Thursdays or whatever day you had it. We yeah. had it on Thursdays. We, a lot of times, like, if it was just me and dad or me and dad, we would do those. Mom would be working or something. If she was home, she'd sit in. And then he would count that as our family study. Yeah. But that Should wasn't we even name? every week. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Anyway. Your sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oops. Oops. <laughs> um, uh... Right. Yeah, I don't really know. So, so I, I, w- I would have loved to get to, just way over already. Uh, to back to that Facebook post I did, and where a lot was particularly classmates are asking questions. I am sorry, we I don't think we're gonna get to it today. Yeah. Um, and I know we had talked about doing a different forum. We felt we did not want to do this live stream because this is also almost like akin a little bit to like uh, finding paradise for all the information we had to cover. There is so much, so much. That it was well, we not. Have, it was we just, never talked about if we want to. David explains tough. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, I definitely recommend like when we shared it to the Facebook uh, page, the David Splain thing. Um, it's it's unsettling. It's it is, but yeah. I also uh, um, I guess to give it away a little bit is at the end like Lloyd Evans talks about how. Um, he views it as a good thing. That was in the beginning. Because yeah. I remember I heard that. Yeah. That's because he does, you yeah. tell people not to do something, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. But you also going to get the hardcore ones. They're just going to like double, triple down. And then mm-hmm. our worry is, are our kids one of those? Yeah. Right. Right. Are my, yeah, because they, they mentioned more than once the, um, you know, the, <laughs> the banner about it. We won't yeah. spend a ton of time yeah. talking about it. Yeah, Pan just asked if I want to go to Patrick's or if we're still podcasting. So. <laughs> we should have a little thing up there that says recording in progress. <laughs> Once you want to go to Patrick's, like 15 minutes, let's go get a beer and a yeah, burger. That's, yeah. I'm hungry as uh, shit. <laughs> hungry as shit. I'm hungry. You want to eat, you wanna eat I shit? I want to eat shit. Okay. <laughs> I eat shit for breakfast. I eat pieces of shit. <laughs> Is that from Sandlot? Uh, no. Really oh, really yeah. I eat uh, pieces of shit like happy breakfast. Happy you eat shit for breakfast? <laughs> I eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, uh, anyway. Okay. No, they, they okay. went they went. David Blaine. David Splain. Splain. <laughs> he talked. Remember? Yeah. Let me explain this to you. Splain's. Big man explained this to you. Yeah, man David Splain explains about prostates, atheists, and all their poison. And all their poison. And again, yeah. Javier Ortiz, like throughout the video, he actually did like the old JW trick that you'd have your kids do to pay attention. You'd give Are them you list. sure? Were I you? thought that was my post. Or did I not catch that part? He said, you might have, because but he I did. was thinking he like said, I'm gonna, not just poison. He said I'm gonna keep track oh. of anything that I identify as hate speech or yeah. something like oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. including poison. And Kim, because that's so what came young. to my mind. Like where yeah. I'm like, and I put that in as part of my post for my personal <laughs> yeah. Facebook page. I'm like, I wish 
I could give my kids a heads up and be like, how about you keep tally marks for how many times they say poison yeah. referring to your mother? <laughs> you know, right. like that is just this terrible poisonous person. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah. you know. So, I mean, but they talk repeatedly about, because he goes on and on about, you know, uh, you know, apostates are lying and don't look, you know, don't look at the man behind the curtain. That's essentially what the entire talk was to the point where he even said, just because somebody's found guilty in the eyes of the law, doesn't mean they're found guilty in the eyes of God. Like they're, they're literally justifying criminality. So it's so right much. Damage control. Yeah. They are just, just because things are settled outside of court doesn't mean right. that we are guilty. Yeah, yeah. Asked, <laughs> just because someone settles something out of court, does that mean they're guilty? <sighs> Yes. Everyone they were using to explain how the judicial system works was just crazy. I haven't gotten to that part. Yeah, wait it doesn't even them. make sense. Oh yeah, like, like any of oh them that are lost gosh. is because it's probably because the judge was paid under the table. Oh, I mean, yeah, we can go yeah. on, and like, on it's just, about yeah. what he was saying. People no. being as paid far as the judicial table, system, how it works, uh, and what he's feeding to witnesses is. You know, is that's how it goes, and that's why you shouldn't believe them. Like it, it was uh, honestly, I, I like I need to watch it again. I yeah, watch we're it. gonna have to. Like again. honestly, I feel like we should do like a almost like an Lloyd Evans did with that. We should do like a, Just a panel. I almost feel like we should. Like it's there's so we'll much there. It comes out the three actual, hours. Yeah, we'd have to. But the not the actual talk. Itself. That oh, yeah, leaked, the, so it'll be out next week. That's yeah, true. the actual talk is not like it's just the talk is not out on yeah. jw.org yet or whatever. Yeah, and uh, it's only 30. So, they, so only, oh. yeah, yeah, the, the actual talk is a lot shorter, but we only have access to Lloyd Evans right now yeah. and his panel because he's the only one that has this like video. Yeah. And then they're breaking it down. I mean, it was good breakdown. Of yeah, it was very good. Oh, cool. absolutely. We, I think he's right too. I think a lot of the kind of like, kind of like what happened with you and your boy. I, I, I agree with them. I think that's going to be good for people like us. Because, yeah, what happens when you tell somebody to not go look at something? They're going to be like, well, wait, why? Wait, what are they all? What why are they can't saying? I look? Why are there all these? All that, he, I remember he was talking about that. That sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got to so, see yeah. you now. Well, and it was funny, too. One of the things that I had, uh, one of the little conversation points back to the conversation with uh, the coordinator that I talked to Friday night in his entryway for an hour. Um, he talked about, you know, court cases and how consistently every time Jehovah's people are proven to be, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What court system are you talking about? Uh, and I didn't even know at the time, but just the night before. So Thursday night, the case in um, Montana, the Lexi Nunez versus Watchtower case, they, uh, they posted more severe sanctions against them, uh, against the witnesses in that case. And they're being fined like $500 per day, as well as 11000 some dollars to cover all of her legal fees and other things that have accumulated as well. Is that the one that won the $34 million and it was I, overturned? Yeah, it was that one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it looks like it might still be overturned, but now at least all of her legal fees are being covered. Like she's not going to be out anything. And it looks like which I guess small consolation, whatever. But and the organization is being fined, and it's going to, I think, continually cost them money. Mark O'Donnell actually posted it on Twitter. I saw it this afternoon. I was like, oh, that's funny. That judgment was passed the night before. This elder was telling me that every case is won. like it's they all win, <clears throat> and I told him 
as well. I see, you know, we are repeatedly told by the governing body, anything you hear negative is a lie. Just, you know, it's all false. So I don't know what you're talking about. And I've had several witnesses make that comment of, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, this video on JW.org, here's the link. Watch it. Yeah. They tell you if you hear anything negative, it's a lie and you shouldn't listen to it. In David Splain's talk, he flat out says, again, if something turns negative, if the conversation is negative, walk away, get out. Like, if the conversation gets a little bit uncomfortable, you just shouldn't even stick around? Yeah. No, that's how you learn and grow. Right. But they don't want that. Yeah. No. So, anyway, I... I just highly recommend just listen to, like, because we're trying to pick apart, like, what do we listen to from this convention? <laughs> There's so much was stuff. Bad. And we're like, okay, let's focus on this one because it's about us, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess, right. us uh, in the media and how they're, because like, as you mentioned, there's one person in particular was kind of ramped up about it that normally does not get ramped up about this kind right, of stuff. Right, which made and me And if they're real. saying this, which is yeah, like, ooh, okay, well, then let's pay attention to this. And um, we could go on and on and pick it apart. Yeah. But I, I think it's just best people watch it for themselves. Yeah. It's pretty so, easily pick apartable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't not, say that much. There's so many times I was like, "What the? Fuck? <laughs> How many times were we sitting there? Because I was like, I was also working on thing, like working on horse papers while we were driving, and so I was listening to it as well. I was driving. It's yeah. you were yeah. working. I was not driving on a laptop doing divorce papers <laughs> while listening to this YouTube video. What a multitasker! <laughs> she was driving while this video was playing, and I was, and I don't know how many. It was like. It was like a non-stop stream of me just going, oh, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know how oh, many times. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't know how many times I said, oh, fuck you, or are you fucking kidding me <laughs> in the length of that talk. Yeah. It's so, bad. again, it's, good. it's, you yeah, know, it's salty language, and I, you know, I honestly, I hope my kids are listening, and I hope they are checking this out. It, uh, is disturbing it is and i mentioned it on the facebook post it is the most disgusting rhetoric and manipulation that i have seen from this organization i in to me it's this and then it's it's the bunker videos right under it right for me personally yep it's like whoa where it's really it's shocking Mm -hmm. and he does he he, so it's not really new information yeah it's very much emotional manipulation yeah it's more it's just ramped up more it's just yeah and it's nonstop for, I don't know that we've ever really had just, you know, 35 minutes of just apostates, apostates, poison. I poison, think we poison. should be joyous. They're bleeding. Yeah. That's the yeah, they're, they're damage Heal, dig, and mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even remember what I wrote something about uh, uh, because of an organization that is seeing record numbers running for the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's running. <laughs> so just crumbling. I, I had hoped that my children, our children, your children, not our children, we don't not, have children, we don't have children our respective our, children yeah. <laughs> would have, you know, figured this out before uh, any of them made any decisions that will impact them for the rest of their lives. It is going to now. Yeah. That is one thing I said to but no, God damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his name. Uh, that even if he decides <clears throat> to change his mind and leave. He knows that at least I will still be there for him. Right. That now he's made this decision. If he changes his mind later, 
I can, I'm like, I, you can promise, I can promise you, I will still be there. It's so much, I'm not going to say it's so much easier to leave, but there's so, there's, it's far easier to fall upon the nice social structure these days. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because you got like, and I'm glad like they us, do have some multiple of that. people. It's my, so my easy to reach out. That. So it's not, I, didn't, I didn't really have that. Yeah, social right. structure to reach out to. Like, I don't. I don't think. Start from scratch, pretty much. I had. I had a best yeah. friend and my sister. Yeah, of, but now it's like, well, I guess I don't see those people anymore. <laughs> you know, but I got all these other people. In that, some ways, I'm kind of hoping for um, yeah, a situation similar to one of the people we had in Finding Paradise. They had kind of two yeah. worlds. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but holy cow. Well, just, let's go get hat tricks. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'll, but I, yeah. I, I'm thinking more of that because. Nice. Yeah. More but, of my, if my kids listen. Yeah. yeah. Let's get hat tricks. Yeah. So let's get food. That's so good. melt. Oof. We, we, Look, hats up five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, <laughs> I feel like this is becoming a how did I how you how I met your mother kind of thing when it comes to my story. <laughs> it's coming. It's totally gonna happen. <laughs> like, it just keeps leading you on. Sorry, there's just too much crap going on right now. We'll get there. Maybe I have a goal for my personal Independence Day. That's when I release it. August thirty first. It'll be six years for me. Maybe maybe that's my August thirty first. I'll be in Ohio, I believe. Okay, we'll record before that. And then release it on the 31st. Yeah. There we go. Ta-da. <laughs> we got a plan. Okay. <laughs> just well, don't tell so, anybody. Just don't tell. Uh, yeah, yeah, we won't. Yeah. We're not going to tell people. Oh, don't it tell wasn't that way. <laughs> just, it's a secret between you and me. Yeah. And me. <laughs> and everyone else. You can't keep shit from me. I'm in the room. <laughs> you live in the same house. All right. I, all right. Cats up spot in the books. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, this was a long again, one. Yeah, it was a long one. Uh, very, <laughs> like the very books personal. Are, if any of it was difficult to listen to, it was probably difficult to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> we kept our shit together. I don't know. Chaos. Don't know how. I don't know if I would. Uh, wrap it up now. <laughs> Cheers, guys. There it is. Yeah. To Carol. To Carol. Later, Carol. Thanks, folks.